Hey Top Shot and NBA fans, it is Monday, February 21st, and we got you a, a jam-packed episode of All-Star Pack Impressions, we got dunk contest struggles, second half predictions, uh, a lot to cover, uh, with yours truly, Wolf, we got Josh and Hirsch in the building, this is the NBA Top Shot Experience. Holds up, three-pointer! So a lot of a lot of activity this past weekend, right? With the All Star Week, um, where, where do we want to get started? We want to talk more on like what we saw on the basketball side of things, or uh, what we were seeing on Top Shot because both were very active. I think uh, let's start with the pack drop on Thursday. I uh, I was able to not only purchase one elite pack in the initial queue, I got back in line and purchased a second elite pack. On top of that, I was airdropped a standard pack and uh, had mixed results. Um, in these packs, we had some of the uh, second drop of the Rising Stars players, as well as the obvious uh, MGLE and hollow icon moments, uh, sort of the, the lottery hit moments in there. Uh, did not hit any luck in terms of rare legendary moments, but I was. Uh, in terms of total packs purchased, uh, on top of uh, a couple standard packs, I think I was five of eight total packs purchases I got Rising Stars moments, and that allowed me to recently finish the, um, sold those into the challenge pumps, and I recently completed the game recognized game uh, set. How about nice. you guys? How did you guys share in the, uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. How did you guys fare in the pack drop? Well, if you want to go ahead, I'll, I'll save mine for last. Yeah, sure. So um, I was only eligible for the standard pack drop. So got in line, uh, pretty pretty decent queue. I think I was like 14K in line. So I got mine like fairly early. And uh, yeah, just went, went for the full five limit that you could get on your drop. Didn't have too much luck with the loot box. And um <clears throat> For any uh, any close friends and family that know me, I I would say I'm not the luckiest person. <laughs> I like to make my own luck, and the loot boxes uh, did not do me justice uh, for sure. I got one Rising Star moment that was my Desmond Bane that I ended up actually flipping because I already had a Bane moment for flash challenges and I wanted to get the pump in early, and uh, and got myself a Top Shop debut McDaniel's moment, which was decent. Um, <clears throat> but outside of that, most of the part, most of the uh, uh, moments I got were just 60Ks, and usually the the serials I got were also like 20, 30, 40K, or probably probably more like 40K or more. So not the best luck uh, overall, and uh, I think I can um, <clears throat> speak for all of us when I say there are just nothing but mixed reviews with these loot boxes, but that, that was pretty much my, my luck there. Did get a nice uh, airdrop, though, from one of the recent flash challenges um and got to pull up malachi flynn and taj gibson top shot debut moments that was really nice uh makeup uh for that miss on the full on the five packs but wasn't too happy with the the all-star standard what about you hirsch first of all taj gibson that debut that's that's sweet for a knicks fan i think you know our group oh i love that there 
that was one of my favorite moments that I got from the that I bought originally from that pack, and he's always been a a fan a fan favorite. I think so. Happy with that pull for sure. Yeah, and um, I definitely agree with the the mixed review sentiment with the whole loot box drop. I mean, I didn't fare too well on the the KD packs. I didn't get any of the game recognized game moments or anything like that. And release one, I was able to get four, and I hit on two of the four. I like the percent wise distribution for these packs a little bit more. Um, and then and then I got lucky. So I went into release two, thinking I was going to not you know get the all four legible, um, all four of the ones I was eligible for. I would just go for three. Um, and I did pretty well. I hit on two of the three. I got um, the Suggs Rising and um, Maxi. So I flipped those right away. Or I wanted to, um, based on just the whole pump for people chasing this challenge. But before I went to the market, obviously it's closed until it's all over, I decided to go back in for another three packs. And I got another... Suggs Rising Star and uh, another Sangoon, but I also hit on my first four badge rookie moment, Jalen Suggs. And that, that's definitely the best pull I've ever had out of uh, a common pack. Um, you know, a little bit bittersweet because, you know, all these Rising Star moments coming out, it kind of deflates the the value of these four badge rookies, but still super, super happy with them. I'm going to hold it long term and i also got oh, yeah. a little Earth. lucky on the s2 ch- um the challenge pack i got uh okoro rookie moment which happened to be a moment required for the mobley challenge so just a a great series of events for me um i i decided to flip i think my plan is like once these challenges are over to buy back the the rookies from these rising star packs because they're so far the cheapest um, for those rookies. Like, for example, Sangoon, Franz, um, who else? Maybe the Mobley reward, depending on what the price is. And just just collect the rookies instead of collecting the whole set. But pretty happy about it. Um, good profit and really excited about the Ford match rookie. Definitely. That's a, a great pull. And uh uh, I'm glad in your pursuit of the complete base set that uh, Top Shot has recognized your your dream and has <laughs> helped you along the way a little bit. Uh, the moving along, the uh, the the prize of this pack drop was the legendary Vince Carter dunk, and uh, I had some some thoughts looking back over the weekend and and wanted to share them with you guys. And I'm curious what you think. Uh, last year we saw that the All Star Game set moments from the actual all-star game set were rare um which made it interesting and, and kind of strange that the moments that they minted this year were uh for the throwback of the all-star set were minted at a legendary and obviously then destroyed the utah and the raptors whole team set holders and displeased a bunch of people uh and not only that the legendary jeff hornacek moment was uh yeah, you know, just a, an interesting choice. I know it was the same All-Star Weekend as the Vince Carter dunk, which is definitely a legendary moment, but uh, the Hornacek 
three-point shooting victory was the worst three-point shooting effort uh, or winning three-point shoot contest like in the history of the game. I think he made 13 of, of 30. Uh, and, and, to, and to see the disconnection, the disassociation and, and the missed connection between the rare set last year and another legendary set uh, when we've already had uh, two non-base um, legendary sets this year it was uh it was just interesting i figured these moments especially the the vince carter dunk some of the other all-star game moments would have been minted at at a rare rare tier instead of the legendary tier yeah i i don't like it at all i i I don't understand why they chose to raise it to legendary and uh yeah i was i was i saw someone on twitter where they're just posting um oh they not that i'm going to pay for it the 11k base uh, or floor for the Vince Dunk, but um, just curious what the additional uh, CS bonus is. And it was like something around like 900,000 CS or nine or 90,000 CS, something insane. And it's just yeah, I feel I feel for the people that have been collecting these teams for so long, and then out of the woodwork just comes a single player, a single moment, and it just throws everything out the window. If I were, then, if I were, if I were top shot, I would also consider, uh, basically not counting team set bonuses of sets that are currently or series that are currently active, meaning that while series three is going, there shouldn't be a team set bonus or increase until the S three set is complete, and then you're and then after after that you can collect your moments from the series. Or go through like whatever you whatever you want, um, collect whatever you need at the end of it, and then that will impact your your CS bonus because it's it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand like the in flight stuff, and it just makes everything so volatile with your collecting. And I think it it, it expands the uh, time that you might want to go for the team set um, in the beginning of the series, middle of the series, or end of the series. Um, so. I have I have two thoughts for you regarding these. So I don't disagree. Top Shot has repeatedly stated that collecting a full team set should be difficult and nearly impossible. But the consistent uh, miscommunications and and guidelines around that. So like if you look at the All Star, this NBA All Star Classic set, uh, the Vince Carter moment is minted as a Toronto Raptors moment. The Jeff Hornacek is minted as a Utah Jazz moment. But the Alonzo Mourning, the Lamar Odom, and the Tim Duncan are minted at uh, either Alonzo Mourning in the East, Tim Duncan in the West, and Lamar Odom for Team Rookie. So seeing this this um, this so, set with all these mismatched teams where some of the teams count for full team set, some of the moments don't, and then uh, it, it just is, it's unorganized and, and makes something that's already confusing even that much more confusing. However, I do, I do, I don't really, ha- I, I'm fine with the copter score kind of evolving throughout the set. I think it should be hard. It kind of levels the playing field. You know, first it was the the Oklahoma City Thunder who needed, who still need the Kevin Durant run it back moment from Series 1 to have the full team set. Uh, the Knicks, you guys need the, the, mellow. Uh, the mellow and the Amari. Um the Celtics, we need the KG. The Bulls need Derrick Rose. The Heat need LeBron. It's 
I think there should be there there's a, a way around this without you know pissing off the entire community where in my opinion if we have tiered moments uh, a base common or sorry a common a rare and a legendary tiered moments there should also be tiered team set completion where you know you might not have the legendary team set completion but if you do have the base set completion it should it should count for something and uh and similarly with the rare set completion i think uh i think ignoring this continued uh uh frustration from the community when they're when the sets are broken is is something that could be easily avoided i love that suggestion yeah i think it's a great suggestion i, I think that the sooner they try to change it the easier it'll be to accept because i'm sure like you know if you change it to tiered some people will be like oh i collected this you know legendary rare moment just to get the team set but now i'm missing a bunch of other legendary and rare moments if they split it into tiers but i think that's still fine as long as they do it sooner and with better communication or whatever changes they're going to make um regarding like the the team cs i i kind of was hoping like i'm okay with them having the team um boost as the season's going but it'd be kind of cool to see it be like a little bit more dynamic like the harder it is to complete a team schedule, the more, more moments there are, the more CS boost you get or something like that. So that, you know, there's still a boost, but the amount of boost changes throughout the season as there's more moments added, things like that. Yeah, it's it, that that's definitely one of the big factors is that not all team sets are created equally and managed equally, and they evolve at very different paces. So there's like the Minnesota team set that's much easier to grab than the, one of those other ones that Josh was highlighting, Cavs, or sorry, Heat, Bulls, Knicks, uh, Celtics. And I, I think that the, it would be nice to have some sort of recognition because when you, when you think of what the team set should really embody, it should be the fandom aspect of, I love this team. I want to have one of each of the moments that are available, but maybe for some of the like lower tiered collectors that don't want to be breaking the bank on these legendary moments like Josh was suggesting like throw them a bone like let them have a like a 0.25% increase for completing common moments and then a 50% increase for rare and then a 75 or 100% increase for having all the legendaries and then if you have, and then maybe a mix too so if you have uh if there's a Vince Carter Raptors legendary but there's also a common in maybe a future archive set then if you have one or the other then you can complete the team set and that's rounds out to 50 percent, which is in the middle just spitballing numbers but i i really like that approach because i think it needs just like they would do with the flash challenges where they're hitting different target audiences that are or different target collecting audiences they need to keep that in mind with these team sets or they're going to start losing people definitely uh Definitely not not the only thing that Top Shot can improve. As a as a tongue in cheek reminder, we still are in beta. Uh, I I'd like to talk about uh, the rest of All Star Weekend and uh, curious what you guys liked, what you didn't like. Uh, maybe like a high and a low of the weekend. Uh, I can kick us off. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so one thing I, I did appreciate was a lot of Top Shot love through the NBA partnership. Um, I thought it was 
the only thing that I thought was a little corny was the uh, Jalen Green with his bling of uh, the NFT, and then he like hands it off to uh, I think it was IT or somebody um, in the judging booth, and uh, right before his dunk, which he just absolutely botched, like oh, what what a what a bad follow up to like having NBA Top Shot on the screen, but still very cool to see it there. Uh, you saw them highlighting multiple times uh, about NBA Top Shot. And uh, and that that one for one NFT promotion, which is really exciting. So I, I really like the promotional aspect of it. Um, I do think that a negative maybe is I would say flash challenge fatigue. Um, it's been it's been a lot to unpack and figure out what challenges are available and what's going on via the platform. I find myself in Discord a lot deciding or trying to figure out what's still active or not active and there's so many so many messages and when when you're getting five to i think there was like maybe seven live challenges right now it's so hard to decipher which one's which and like which one i should be going for and focusing on like i just i I just pulled out my phone today i was like oh i could actually complete this easy challenge to uh for the all-star weekend like that's cool but i i could have totally missed that because there's so much noise on top of it, I would really love for them to rework their challenge platform if they're going to continue going down this path because it's very hard to keep track of it at this point. Um, so just just some, I guess, some feedback for them while they're still in beta. But um, it was it was exciting just the, the involvement of Top Shot to the the viewers. Uh, that was my biggest positive for the weekend. Definitely, I thought it was a, a great opportunity for Top Shot to use moments from All Star Weekend to mint as fandom moments uh, around the specific events rather than using them to mint fandom moments from plays during the regular season. But maybe we'll see them in the coming weeks. I don't know. Um, I 100% agree with the the UI for the challenges page could really use an upgrade. I'm not a big fan of like the big tile approach you're going. It's a little bit, when there's so much going on, it's very disorganized. If they could maybe, you know, bring the, make it a little bit smaller, organize it by tiers, like easy, medium, hard, and then right then and there have the information of the challenge. And if it's already, you know, out, then have um, list the moments needed instead of having to like go in and click and click the plus, plus, plus every time to figure out what, what's going on and what do you have and yeah. what you don't have. If it could all just be on the single page, like it could already show you like these are the moments you are missing or you already have something like that. That'd be really, really helpful, especially if they're going to, like you guys said, have so many challenges going on at once. Um, and then, you know, to touch on All-Star Weekend itself, I thought the the skills challenges stuff was pretty great. It was pretty fun. Three-point contest was great. Crown Three Towns, op- absolutely on fire. It was actually a pretty, pretty tight final round between him, Trey Young, and um, Luke Kennard. So I thought it was fun. Uh, but, I, you know, I was I, I didn't I wasn't like watching with volume on, but was Cat the first center to win the three point contest? Oh no no. Um, well, I guess I, mean, I don't know about center, but definitely you know in the big man category, there's been most recently Kevin Love, I think 2012, and before that Dirk Nowitzki's won it, Larry Bird's won it. There've definitely been other big guys. Power forwards. Yeah, I don't. But cat's a cat's a true center, so I, I'm, I'm 
I can't think of a center that's won. Good point. Um, I would argue that, you know, Cat, if he played in those eras, he'd probably be a power forward, not a center, maybe, just by being able to play on the perimeter like Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Also, shout out to New Jersey for uh, yeah. for a, a Matushin native. Yeah, and it's actually a great weekend to be from, you know, the New York metro area because in the dunk contest, Cole Anthony, you know, respect to Cole Anthony for <laughs> bringing, putting on some level of showmanship, which was generally lacking in this dunk contest. He was out there. He was dancing. He had the Tims on. You know, he put on his um his dad's Knicks jersey, which you love to see as a Knicks fan. We, we need a point guard so bad. Uh, my hot take is Cole Anthony wearing that jersey is the best point guard wearing a Knicks jersey in maybe 15 years on for the mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, I was really annoyed by Dwayne Wade and Reggie Miller, like the way they were just kind of like pooping on the contestants. Like they weren't doing much to try to improve the environment. I guess, I don't know if the crowd can actually hear their commentary or not, but you know, it was Probably really not. unfortunate. We touched on Jalen Green like, after he had the, the his phone out on the necklace showing his his debut moment i feel like they didn't plan that properly like he put it on for a second he pointed at it and then he like looked up at the rim is like i probably can't dunk with this thing on and he handed it off to isaiah thomas at the judges booth i don't know if there was like a plan a proper plan between him and you know top shot about like what they wanted him to do or what was actually feasible to do that was a little bit awkward. Um, it didn't help that he blew all of his dunks, or most of his dunks, what he's trying to do. And, you know, there's a lot of chatter going on. This is, like, the worst dunk contest ever. But I I want to give them props for, like, trying. Those are some really difficult dunks they were trying. And I'm happy Obi won. I know um some of his completions weren't, like, the cleanest, which is what makes, like, you know, the Vince Carter and Zach Levine dunk contest so iconic was just like you know the full extension the power being able to do it mostly on the first try um is is a bummer that they couldn't really put on the show that they were trying to but again happy obi-wan and i'm excited about these uh rim shaker moments that we're all gonna get airdropped to us for free yeah and, and uh, just to that obi piece I, I i think that if he was out of everyone that was in the competition he is the only one that would have actually like done something against good competition in the past. So it's kind of it's kind of frustrating that he's getting lumped in with this group, and it's uh, it's also I think getting more apparent that these like ex NBA players are that are announcing, especially for TNT, like it's fun, but at the same time like they're not taking their jobs nearly as seriously, and they're kind of like oh we're just we're like elite NBA pl- former NBA players, and we're just having a good time, and we could like shit on the players because we because we're the old heads and like that's cool it's fun but for something like that i thought it was kind of a bad look personally yeah especially this this new generation like i feel like they're making it a little bit too much about themselves and less about exactly like boosting the, the current players like typically you know like Shaq, charles kenny like they'll rib at each other but they're usually pretty positive about you know what they're seeing in front of them, but man, yeah, that, that was, was rough. rough to watch. That was rough to watch. Yeah. I feel bad for Obi. What about you, Josh? What were your 
uh, ups and downs for NBA Top Shot and I guess like overall basketball for the All-Star Weekend? I, uh, I really like the Rising Stars format, how they moved away from uh, just like one game into a tournament as well as the, uh, the updated scoring system as well as uh, not only inviting more of those rising stars to all-star weekend um you know adding a competitive edge to those games i thought uh seeing those guys try and create their own top shot moment basically towards those end on those buzzer beaters was was pretty great as well as uh Cole anthony mooning the free throw shooter on <laughs> potential game winning shot uh additionally um seeing Michael Jordan walk out as they were announcing the top 75 greatest players of all time and getting, you know, standing ovation um, was pretty sweet after people were clowning him for spending the weekend at Daytona. Um, <laughs> overall, um, it was pretty sweet seeing all these generations of basketball players together. Uh, that was my favorite part is, is not the game itself or really any of that was you know, it's the 75th anniversary of the NBA and seeing um, Magic, Michael, um, and some of the older guys getting along with and talking with the new generation. Saw some a quote from Averson talking to Tatum, you know, I love your game, Tatum, keep going. And then the pictures of like the Celtics, all the Celtics that were there. I was, I was a little disappointed. I thought, you know, Jalen Brown deserved to be there. And is a and should be an all star. I know he missed 15 games, but um, there was a picture with Mikhail, Garnett, Pierce, and Tatum, and uh, some other guy. I forget who. Um, would have been cool to see J, uh, JB there, but seeing seeing the whole NBA brotherhood in, in one place is is pretty special. Um, and excited for the second half of the NBA season. Uh, in Top Shot. Uh, excited to get some some rare sets. Uh, I think I've said on the podcast before. I'm not uh, I'm not a big base set, either common, rare, or legendary collector. I think there's value in the unique sets, where whether they're cool cats or seeing stars from last season, the game recognized game from this season, the so fresh from series one, um, and seeing some some unique moments that uh, that will live on. I think. I think that Jalen Brown dunk on Miles Bridges will be a throwdown. Uh, excited to collect that one, and um, see see the non non base uh, exploration through Top Shot. Um, and then, additionally, on second half predictions, I'm excited to see the Celtics get back on the court. Uh, it feels like it's been a month since we've been out there, and uh, the two trades trading for Daniel Tice and Derek White. Um, Daniel Tice obviously fits in seamlessly. He's played in Boston many, many years. And Derek White played with uh, our boys on the USA team, coached by Udoka. And uh, I'm not scared of anybody in the East. Uh, team plays the best defense in the NBA. And it uh, doesn't matter how poorly the Celtics might shoot. If you're holding your opponent under 100 points on a nightly basis, you can have a shot in every game. So... We'll see how Harden fits in with Embiid, how Ben Simmons and Kyrie come back, and KD from injury, uh, and how, I mean, 
the the one thing that does scare me is is Giannis's current domination. I think in the the five games leading into the All Star break, he was averaging thirty five points a game, shooting like seventy five or shooting seventy five or sixty five percent from the field and fifty five percent from three. Um, if if he continues to do that, like it's on wrap. Like Giannis is only twenty six, which is like the craziest, uh, unfathomable. So. Uh, that's that's kind of my uh all star recap and what I'm most looking forward to. Uh, what what about you guys for second half, Top Shot or NBA? Well, I do, I do want to touch on a, just one thing there because you're saying that you're not scared of the any other team in the East and you besides the Bucks besides, besides the, Bucks, the Bucks. If Giannis is if Giannis continues let, to be a freak, I'm not. No one else is worrisome. Totally agree. Now, how about? My my first half MVP Demar Derozan and the Bulls. No, they look was, they look fierce. The Celtics should have beat the Bulls when they were bad and they blew that fourth quarter lead. Now the Celtics are better and gluing and uh, I'm not scared of the Bulls. I think that I think that would be a fun matchup because both very defensive heavy teams both have some young guys and uh, some vets. I, I think that would be a fun matchup personally. And yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the Bucks are just. I I think they're so good, just as good as last year, if not better. And Giannis is still improving his game. Um, oh, flipping back over to like Top Shot for the second half. So completely with you. I'm excited for uh, specifically the second Hustle and Show release. I, I really would like to uh, continue to complete that set. So pump there. Uh, I'm excited for how they're going to switch up the playoff set framework. I know that they've jumped, they've lowered the mint count uh, or the the amount of moments that they're going to be pushing into circulation. So I like that. I'm curious if they maybe have some sort of throwback to uh, to S1 with their like Eastern Conference, Western Conference, or and just like final sets, like some something different than just like an all encompassing playoff set could be cool. Well, we had we had, and then there were four. And then there were four, yes. So, but as you can see, it's still still evolving. Um, so I, I just expect there to be some sort of unique uh, playoff set. Like maybe maybe they'll even do like a play in um, mini series set for uh, for a playoff. Um, so I, I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do there. And and just like you were saying, like I, I think the base sets are cool, um, but I I really like the artwork and the uniqueness of some of the non-common base sets um so i'm excited to collect some more of those and see what's out there and reconfigure my collection on the top shot front and then in terms of uh second half basketball uh, i'm also really excited to see what this philly net shakeout looks like um i can i want to see the suns continue to just dominate because i think they're a really fun team to watch right now and i think that they're they have another shot of making it back to the finals this year um, and I am just broken, broken as a Knicks fan right now, uh, after that, another, yet another tough loss to the Nets. And I'm hoping that there's, this was a wake up call for Tibbs and company to maybe start playing the young guys and see what we got because it's, it's, it has not been fun watching the vets. So praying for some change there. Whether whether it adds up to wins or not, I want to see some some young guys with significant minutes. 
Chris Paul about injured. you. I don't know if you're aware of that. You mentioned the Suns. He's Chris injured. Out. Yeah, yeah, he fractured his thumb. He's he made a brief appearance for All Star, uh, for the All Star. Yeah, he's out for uh, he's six out to eight months. weeks. Oh so my we'll god! See if uh, <laughs> Suns can hold it together, I'm also um, as far as NBA breaking goes, news. <laughs> This is this is a live reaction here on the pod from me. Yeah. Um, oh my I'm god, excited. that's that sucks. Yeah, he'll be all right. Um, I think uh, he'll come in just in time, and I don't think the Suns' uh, lead in the West is going anywhere. They have a complete team, right? So I think they'll be okay. Booker will get to show out a little bit more. I I'm really excited to see what shakes out between the Nets and the Sixers as well. I mean, on paper, if you look at it, it's kind of a win for both teams if Harden is still Harden, right? Because they lost Drummond and Curry, which were kind of important to them for this season so far. Um, but they were able to hold on to Thibault and Maxi. And Nets, you know, like, that's a scary lineup. They picked up Dragic, too, now, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, ah, oh, man, this this whole, I could go on a whole other rant about, like, the Nets model, it's like the Nets and Lakers model versus like the Warriors and Spurs model, which one's better, but like results speak for themselves, right? If the, if the Nets pull this off and they win a championship, it's really going to change the dynamic of how teams are built in the NBA. And I'm a little worried about it. So hopefully the Nets don't win. And I'd, I'd even take a Celtics win over a Nets win at this point. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll book our train tickets for the parade, Rish. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh I'm actually going to Boston this upcoming weekend. Enemy territory. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, as far as Top Shot goes, I'm I'm still you know whittling away at my S3 completion. Um, you know, depending on how much these rookie moments drop, we'll see if it's you know an attainable dream. But if not, I'm really liking this idea of having one moment of every single active player in the NBA, right? So if I can get that base level down for this season, then going forward, I kind of only have to like hunt rookies as they go to have like one moment of every single player in the NBA, which I think is really cool to have like looking back, you know, 20 years from now, I have every single NBA player from the last 20 years. I, I Definitely. Don't know. I'm it, with it, you there. I just think and if, uh, I don't want you to look back and and regret not having any rare Knicks moments. That uh, oh yeah, no. So I'm I'm still gonna go for that. I'm still gonna go like you know Knicks Nick cool Knicks moments are still my priority. Like I'm excited to see um the Obi dunk contest moments. Um, I just picked up Mitchell Robinson's S three, which was well. If I don't know if you seen that one, they they minted the the crossover on Plumley. Where he picks up the ball, he off the dribble, you know, from the three point line, and drives in and dunks it, which is all we want to see from Mitchell Robinson. Like he has so much potential as like someone who can kind of create his own offense, you know, one two dribbles, you know, that would really change his game. Oh yeah, uh, like, that was know, a crazy play. Like I've that. never seen that. I've never seen that from Mitch before. That was a shocking play. Yeah, that was a summer mixtape Mitch move. Yeah. So you know, those those are still like to me the gems of my collection but i don't know I, I just like this idea of like whittling down this whole s3 set and seeing you know getting some of these rookie moments things like that 
Um, I will say, you know, for the Knicks, and Wolf, you might you might hate my unfiltered optimism here, but I still think we're gonna make the playoffs. I think um, Randall's play in the last five six games has been encouraging. The problem's been he, you know, he's been coming out of the games with all his energy. That's been the criticism, right? Like, where's the energy? He's been pushing the pace. He's been scoring. His jump shot's starting to go in. The problem is he's gassed at the end of the games, and then the pace slows down. They they try to execute half court. We don't have that floor general half court execution maestro that a lot of teams have, and we've been blowing leads and falling apart. But I think with the good health and return of Derrick Rose and R.J. Barrett, combined with this this new high energy motivated Randall, maybe because he's upsetting into the all-star game where he's upset with all the, the booze and criticism he's been getting. I think it pushes off just enough to be in either like the playing game or, you know, that, that fifth, sixth seed somehow, you know, there's not too much of a gap there, but I'm excited to see them at least push and try for it. Cause no success of the trade deadline. Tibbs is not a tanking coach. He's going to do anything he thinks is right to compete in every single game. I don't think we're going to see him all of a sudden like not give minutes to Burks instead of, you know, Miles McBride or something like that, which is going to be really frustrating. But barring any injuries, I don't think we're going to see, you know, the deuce grind backcourt that we want to see. Uh, oh, yeah, and I'm also excited to see um, Grimes finish out the season. He's been on a tear while RJ's been out shooting from three. So I'm still positive, Wolf. Still positive. Yeah, that on, makes on the us. note of the playoffs, uh, let's uh, wrap things up with uh, second half finals predictions. We saw half the season get played. Uh, I'm curious what we think NBA finals and, and a winner based off of the first half. So just purely, you know, Eastern Conference champion and Western Conference champion? Yes. Go into finals. Okay. Just Eastern Conference versus Western Conference and, and how many games whoever will win by. Ooh. You guys go first. I'm still, I'm still thinking. Well, I I'm, will not. I'm doubling down. Changing my, uh, I'm not changing my first half prediction. We have Celtics over Warriors. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, first, that makes that makes one NBA we, fan. <laughs> we uh, we have we'll be there at the parade. I I don't I, remember. Oh, go go ahead, Wolf. Go. I'll I'll double down on the Heat. I think I think the Bucks are the only other team I would put up there for East. But I think I I believe in the uh, the the post championship yips. So I think I think they're going to falter in the playoffs, and the Heat are going to make it. And then from the West, uh, after this breaking news of Chris Paul, um, unless he does come back in the playoffs, and I would say the Suns, but I, I do think the, the Warriors, if it's not the Suns, it's the Warriors. So I, I say Heat Warriors. I will say and that. Heat, you got the Heat over the Warriors? Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Heat, heat doing it all. Interesting. Um, six to eight weeks. I think. I think Chris Paul will be back before. When did the playoffs typically start? Mid-April. Yep. Yeah. I think he'll be back by then. Right, because we're still in February. 
I'll, st- I'll still go with the Warriors on this just because I think injuries are more than just the player being back and available. They got to work out the kinks and all that. So I, I still think, I think Warriors. Okay. I, I don't remember what my first half prediction was. I won't lie, but I'm going to go with Bucks over Warriors. And Bucks are repeating. Especially if Giannis keeps, I, I, it just amazes me. Like Giannis just continues to get better. And they built that team around him so well. And Milton's been on a tear, too. Probably since um, the beginning of January. Definitely. Well, more uh, than your I term, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some of those fresh threads getting dropped. I want to see me some Philly Harden and some Brooklyn Ben uh, being dropped soon. And some good cool. basketball. Let's do that as a final prediction. Who do you think is going to have the better rest of the season, Harden and Philly or Simmons on the Nets? I think Simmons. I agree. I don't. I don't believe in James Harden. The the ceiling. It's like, but it's so easy for Ben Simmons to play his role on Brooklyn. It's, yeah. I think it's a perfect fit. All of his weaknesses are are covered by Kyrie and Durant. Yep. He never needs to take a shot in the fourth quarter if he look for the rest of his life. Those two guys will take care of it. So I I say Ben, Josh is that a Ben too? Uh, I'll do with Ty. I think you know both what they'll be asked to do. Like obviously the Sixers are gambling a little bit more with Harden, although they really just turned Seth Curry into Harden, and Harden is definitely miles better than Seth Curry. Um, I'm a uh, I've gone on record as a big Harden guy. I think he's awesome. Um, and him and Embiid are uh, it's a scary combo. Um, Embiid has never really played with someone like Harden or as good as Harden. And if they can gel, um, I I'm more scared of the Sixers playing up to their ceiling than I am of just the honest. I, I I think Simmons. I think um the fit is is good for him. I think he won't have the pressure he was feeling. And he's not even the weirdest dude in the team because they got Kyrie. <laughs> so And K D. Yeah, I yeah, KD's definitely odd in his in a different way. Can't wait to see it unfold. I can't wait to see it fall apart. <laughs> well, we definitely want to keep tabs on that. All right, I think that covers it for this week. Thank you to all of you that have been listening. Uh, we're going to be putting out another episode around this time next week. We'll catch you then. Bye.